Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Amen. It's not about what we can do. It's about what we should do. I love going to the grocery store. Everyone goes to the grocery store. It's a beautiful cross-section of our community. Young, old, women, men, black, white, Latino, Asian, Muslim, Christian, you name it, we all need food. Yes, it's a chore and something I don't have time for usually, but every time I go, I walk out with the biggest smile and love for humanity. You see, at the grocery store, as we walk past people in the aisles or wait in the checkout line, there are these brief moments, potential for connection. We have two choices, avert your eyes and keep walking, or choose to engage. It's so easy not to see them, to dismiss them. Choosing to engage or simply make eye contact or say hello is an act of selflessness, a moment of vulnerability. Sure, it might seem odd to say hi to a complete stranger, but I simply love it and I will do it every time. And in return, I always get a smile or a hello. For me, these experiences are so simple and yet so powerful. And we've all experienced them. Multiple studies have shown that a lack of social connection is a greater detriment to our health than obesity, smoking, and high blood pressure. Or that social connection strengthens our immune systems. Or shows lower rates of anxiety and depression. Or higher rates of self-esteem and longer life. It is no mystery that humans thrive when we are connected with others. A grocery store may not be the place to create deep, meaningful connections, but we have these opportunities every day for simple acts of connection if we choose. The internet and cell phones and online shopping and grocery delivery and TV on demand have given us an access to global network of stuff. But I argue that we are more disconnected and isolated than ever. Our politics have made us more polarized than ever. Our news sources have made us more divisive than ever. Our economics has made us more inequitable than ever. Our weakness to highlight our differences has made us less compassionate and more blind to our similarities. Our isolation has made us unable to understand the unique and equally difficult struggles of the most vulnerable in our communities. It's not about what we can do. It's what we should do. For as long as I can remember, I've thought of myself as an artist. The journey to become the artist I want to be is still evolving, ongoing and circuitous. My work is inspired by my family, sermons here at All Souls, walks through nature and everyday life experiences. It has become my language of communication, my language of connection. But I've realized that much of my work also originates from my interaction with others and their experiences in the world. 
I want to tell the amazing stories of others. Everyone has a story worth telling. Two years ago, I started a project connecting the Ands. It began with an opportunity to accompany our All Souls youth to Cuba. This project aims to celebrate our common humanity through the creation of art with different overlapping communities around the world. It connects people across borders and ages and ethnicities and genders and religions through the universal language of art. I did not speak Spanish, and I was not sure how much I'd have in common with the daily lives of our Cuban friends, but what we shared was a common desire to be in community with one another. And that seemed like the perfect place to start. Once in Cuba, it became immediately apparent that, our that while our language separated us, it was the everyday moments that connected us in the most authentic ways. It was the stories we told through song and dance and laughter and hugs and lots of coffee and creating art that broke down those barriers. The works we created have now traveled to other countries with new layers added, creating beautifully intertwined works from different cultures and beliefs. What started in Cuba continues to expand my view of the world, and it will continue when I return again this summer. Yet now I realize that my gifts and desires as an artist are calling me to connect with the folks in my own community, both whole and broken, cultivating authentic connections through creativity. What has followed is a new project of self-portrait collaborations called Create and Connect, a way for my art to be co-authored by the individuals that I interact with these works tell the stories of my collaborators firsthand. Everyday people like you and me, like the folks we pass in the aisles at Ingalls. Everyone has a story worth telling. These portraits tell the long arc of a life dotted by joy and tragedy, struggle and triumph, love and heartbreak, passion and the mundane. It is a connection that can only be discovered through communication and conversation and listening, granting your collaborator a feeling of security while being vulnerable. Unlike Thomas, it is a knowing that results from connecting beyond the proof. Michelle Obama writes in her book, Becoming, so many of us go through life with stories hidden feeling ashamed or afraid when our whole truth doesn't live up to some established ideal. We grow up with messages that tell us that there is only one way to be an American, that if our skin is dark or our hips are wide, if we don't experience love in a particular way, if we speak another language or come from another country, then we don't belong. That is, until someone dares to start telling that story differently. It's not about what we can do, it's about what we should do. What prevented Thomas from really seeing Jesus was his inability to connect at a level beyond proof, beyond 
what only can be seen on the surface. Unlike the wounds that Jesus allowed Thomas to see and touch, many of us can never know the struggles of, a, of people of color, of living with the fear of deportation, of living in poverty, of living without a home, of living with the pain of discrimination. We can choose to dismiss or we can seek connection. At All Souls, Koinonia starts the process of telling these stories differently. The portraits I can create, the stories that are told and the communities I can engage with are not easy or comfortable, but they are the conversations that are needed. Understandably, people often ask, what can I do? How can I fix it? Where can I donate money to yield a successful outcome? Those are reasonable questions, yet it's easy to fall into the trap of comfort. It's easy to surround ourselves with people that look like we do, that believe what we believe, that listen to what we listen to, listen to whom we listen to. It is so much easier to have a debate when the other person is nodding in agreement. <laughs> Listening is much harder than fixing. The recent Lenten small groups here at All Souls tackled the subject of evolution of racism in America and the origins of race around the world with the aid of the podcast Seeing White. It was, for lack of a better and more powerful word, eye-opening, to learn not just how the hatred and fear and ignorance led to such widespread, systemic, and pervasive institutionalized racism in our country, but how freely it flourished out in the open and still does today. We shared our own stories and childhood memories about race and again learned that in spite of our diverse backgrounds, we shared so many more things in common. These conversations revealed truths that are hard to reconcile with popular narratives and laid bare our apathy and inaction. But these conversations give us hope for a more just and peaceful future. These connections are the foundation of change. So with your help, I call us to engage, to connect, to be compassionate, to be awake, to listen before speaking. And it is in this listening that, like Thomas, we will touch the wounds of Christ, and like Thomas, we will come to believe. I call us to recognize that our differences are worth celebrating that our stories are worth telling, and to know the difference between what we can do and what we should do. Amen.